Hey guys, uh, it's Shit Talk Reviews. Thanks so much. Oh, are I'm you sorry. fucking sorry, kidding me? I'm muting the phone. Sorry. I am so sorry. Go ahead. I had to mute it. He is unbearable. I had he to is. mute the phone. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. I'd say it's shocking, but it isn't. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Shit Talk Reviews. Thanks so much for stopping in. My name is John. I have in the room Derek and David J. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to sit here in the room with you fellas and talk about uh, sweet, sweet albums from sweet, sweet bands. Uh, before we get started, uh, just a quick note: today's episode is being brought to you by Country Time Lemonade, <laughs> the best lemonade for any time of the year, not just the summer. You and your lemonade. That's, I'm sorry, that's actually not true. Uh, I'm just fishing for sponsorship dollars, and uh, they've not responded to me for years, so I thought maybe since, you know, we're- Keep plugging. It's such a wide platform we're on now, maybe we get lucky. You know what's funny is we go out and get lunch, and I'll get beer, and you'll get lemonade. Actually, every time. some people go out and get the lunch. I don't. You mean you guys. Well, you're unbearable, and you before we even start the podcast, you have- Volume going off. You're throwing John off. You know, you, you got to think about other people. Uh, you really do. You go do. ahead. Go back to your lunch. You do. All right. Well, listen. Um, <laughs> quick shout out to Snoop Doggy. He uh, is the director of content at The List Perfect. He's the co-host of Seller Community Podcasts. And also he uh, does the albums that saved us. Uh, he has been very kind and has mentioned us on his podcast. Snoop Duggan! Thank you, we Snoop. We really appreciate that. you and appreciate all your social support. We hope that we live up to your lofty expectations of us. Yes, thank you very, very much. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, today, we are talking about the latest offering from Periphery. The boys from, well, they were from Maryland. Now they're sort of from all over the place. But their latest record is Periphery 5. Gent is not a genre. Full disclosure, I am a Periphery fanboy. I have been for a long time. Uh, So know that this review from me may be a little biased. So there you have it. Now you know. Did you like um, New Kids on the Block? Stop it. Just Just wondering. Just stop it. Okay. Who Who did it? Stop it. (laughs) Uh, John, I will say this one's probably your your baby on this uh, podcast. I know you're a huge Periphery fan, so I'm very excited to hear what you have to I'm say. I'm very excited to talk about yeah. this. Now, the three of us have not spoken much about this record. Derek and I chatted a little bit, and I kept trying to stop him from talking because we like to come into these without talking amongst ourselves about these albums so that we have the conversation in, in front of the listener. I have an idea of where Derek's head is on this. I'm burning like wildfire to <laughs> oh just roast this album. Oh my God. I'll be I, honest. I didn't know much about Periphery. You introduced me mm-hmm. to this band and uh, you introduced me to Misha on his videos. Mm-hmm. And I was, I guess, flabbergasted from this guy's talent. And uh, I don't know as much as you guys do, obviously, about the band, but we'll get into it. I And uh, it was, I, I enjoyed it. What I am... I'll say this reluctantly, excited to hear is Derek's take. And I can tell the guy is just itching to (laughs) to come out of his chair right now. So let's just get into it. What are your thoughts, Derek? Give me the initial thought when you you spun this. What went through your head? Well, I've been hearing it in this office while we work for months. Mm -hmm. And 
I finally, before going into the album to review it, I went back and listened. They are by far one of the greatest progressive metal bands that are out there. There is no denying the talent level that mm -hmm. is there. There's no denying what Misha and Spencer can do. Um, the rest of the band, obviously, uh, Jake, Mark, and Matt are tremendous. The older materials, the, all of it is foundationally progressive, but you always come back to the meat and potatoes, the hard-hitting riffs. You know, uh, it, it's heavy. This album, there are times where I feel like we are listening to a boy band and <laughs> sync. If you take away the metal, prog metal, and you put in dance tracks underneath uh, several of the songs that are on there, Silhouette. Pose. Silhouette is one of them. Yeah, mm -hmm. Silhouette yeah. is just, it's, it's, it's not even a metal song. It's not even a rock song. Uh, when that track came on, I was, it was completely not expecting it. Great song, though. Loved mm -hmm. it. David? Yeah, John, I, like I said, I didn't really know much about this band. Like I said before, you introduced me to them. I'd never get on this podcast with at least doing some sort of homework mm -hmm. about a band. Um, overall, uh, I love the album. I love the fact that the songs were progressive metal mixed in with some instrumentals. I don't know the one song offhand, but it almost had like a jazz vibe to it that I wasn't expecting. And uh, I thought the, the vocals on this were incredible. Yeah. On the jazz front, it's one thing to be progressive and, and extend the boundaries of, of a genre, right? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And for me, when I was listening to Wildfire, the first half of that song crushes. But then all of a sudden, they're singing about burning like wildfire, and then they end with this jazz interlude. Well, that was it. They think that he's yeah, the jazz. That's that what song. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That, I think it was the middle of that song. Yeah, like Derek said, that, "Who expected the jazz there?" <laughs> it's right? it's like it's, it's an identity crisis. It's like Jekyll and Hyde and Batman, you know. And I just couldn't get into it. Now, do I like the meat and potatoes? Love it. Vicious, yeah. nasty. I know that's what you loved about Periphery. They are meaty when they are mean. But their non-mean side on this was, I mean, there's Mr. Rogers, like, piano at the end of Atropos. <laughs> I, I, I'm literally listening to it, and I went and listened to Mr. Rogers. You know, the part where they go to the, I, I forget the name of the land with the puppets. But that music is playing, and they literally have almost the same piano and I'm going, come on. Like, if, I was a, if I was a hardcore fanboy, I would have been really disappointed with this. And it goes back to the same thing that Metallica did. Metallica had such a high uh, expectation, but they didn't go completely off the deep end. For me, if I was a hardcore periphery fan, I'm off the deep end with half of this album, at least. Well, that's, it's certainly fair. Uh, and that's why I love talking to you guys about it, because we all share a lot of common bands and styles that we like, but there's things that we all get into that the others don't get into. Now, I listen to this record. Is it my favorite Periphery album? No, it isn't. Do I think it's a good record? I do think it's a good record. There are tracks in here that I don't love as much as others. I would say the same about other Periphery albums. You know, there are tracks I like more than others. That's one of the things that I've always liked about Periphery. These guys are adventurous in that they are not afraid to try different stuff. 
And they have said in interviews, I think Misha has said that when they're chasing, they call it chasing the thread. If they find something that they like, they will continue to pursue it until they decide that, you know, it's not going to work or they'll follow it through to completion. And I think they, they went nuts with that on this record. They've got Silhouette, as you mentioned, Dave. But yeah, they, they stepped out quite a bit on this record and went to different areas. Now you talk about that, that jazz interlude with the sax solo. Mm. Uh, I love that. I think it's great. I think to me, that's part of prog metal and, and prog rock is jumping around, you know, genre skipping within a song. And I think the guys did it great. That doesn't bother me at all. Do I think some of their fan base is going to turn around, you know, go the other way when they hear it? Some might. See, I didn't know what to expect because it's a new band for me. So when I listened to this album and heard that, the jazz and all the the instrumentals, I just assumed this is who who they are. are. Did you find it, was it offensive to your musical sensibilities? not at all. I absolutely loved it. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I did my homework and I, I picked out some songs from other albums. Priestess from Omega album. Mm-hmm. Face Palm Mute from Periphery 2. Jetpacks was Yes from the first Periphery album. So all of those songs had the same vibe as a lot of songs on this album, which I conclude is, all right, this is typical from this band. They had a lot of dimensions to their music. So I was very impressed. Yeah. I like the record. I You know, I've talked before, you know, when I listened through to an album, one of the qualifiers for me is, you know, are there songs that I want to track past? In the case of this record, listening through it, you know, are there songs that I want to track past? There are songs that I would track past, not because I don't like them on their own, but because I just may not be in the mood for like Silhouette, because it is such a distinctly different piece of music than Wildfire or, you know, uh, Zagreus. Like I said, I'm biased on this one. I, I knew I was going to like it before the album came out, before they re- started dropping singles from What it. was your favorite track on the album? I'm just curious. Uh, Everything is Fine is okay. a monster, monster song. Uh, Zagreus is great. Dracul Gross is great. Um, Dying Star was my favorite. Loved the arrangement. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah. When I was listening to this for like the 10th time, like really listening to it, the, the I asked myself, I said, what songs will make me want to come back to this album mm-hmm. and it was everything is fine uh zagrus and dracu gras yeah and i will tell you that the rest of the songs on the album there are parts and i, I don't want to shit on the guys um because they're they're hugely talented like yeah i mean you know i what do i know i struggled with the composition of some of these songs just going off the deep end because they're they're so different. If you're going to write a metal track, write a metal track. I mean, you can, you know, look back in the 80s, you know, the big thing was have classical guitar leading into just, you know, headbanging thrash, which was a, a polar opposite. But to go from the meat grinder to pixie dust, it's just so dynamic. To me, it doesn't make sense. Is that because you think you're just, uh, and I'm serious, because for me, I liked it. But I don't know this band like you guys do. So I love the arrangements and I liked it. Do you think it just was different for you because you're just such a metal fan? You just want to hear metal throughout. You don't have the patience for the other stuff. I, I Whereas think- for me, I liked it. I had know? this yeah. problem with Drain, who's a hardcore band from California. And smack dab in the middle of the album, and they're a hardcore band, there, there's a hip-hop track. Why the fuck is there a hip-hop track on a hardcore record? Now, at the end, and this is where I was more tolerant, 
they ended the album with almost like a pop punk song that was pretty good considering the fact that the whole album was just meat and potatoes i'm gonna fuck you up and if you fuck with me i'm gonna fuck you up anyways that kind of stuff but then all of a sudden they come up with this very positive pop punk type thing that worked it was really good but i was tolerant of that but i wasn't tolerant of the hip-hop and i'm not sure if i have a divide or a mental block that's associated with guitar drums vocals some i like keyboards mm -hmm. you know in there uh and bass but if you're going to get into hip-hop and you're going to get into rapping you're going to get into jazz you're going to get into something that's away from the foundations of rock and roll that then stem out to metal punk hardcore that's where i'm lost and i think that's been my biggest problem with this album is it just it it goes against what i want to hear so maybe, maybe it comes down to a band that just is at the point of their career where they feel they can do some changes. Well, you know, we talked do what they want. We right? talked. We talked about this. I think it was the Metallica seventy-two seasons review. You know about bands evolving right. as they get older, and and you and I have talked about Periphery's earlier stuff. You know, Periphery one, two, and three. They don't genre jump nearly as much no. on those records as they do on this. So, as I was saying earlier, when these guys are working on stuff, the choice to pursue or not pursue an idea for them is just based on if they think it's cool. They do what they want to do. They make a record for themselves. And hey, if other people like it, fantastic. And if not, well, that's cool too. But I, th I think this may be, this album may be just representative of, of their evolution as a band. Maybe not. I'm going to touch on Jared Leto. 30 Seconds to Mars, it's a guilty pleasure. Their early material, I, I think from yesterday, yeah. is a, a great rock song. You like them. Yeah. They are now essentially an electronic band that touches on hip hop. And they've completely abandoned, and, and this is Jared, he, they kicked, up, kicked out Tomo, and they're just, it's Jared and his brother writing electronic, borderline hip-hop, really boring shit. Mm -hmm. Not technical, not hard to sing, not hard, and, and you know, he can't sing from yesterday anymore. He blew out his voice. And that makes me wonder if, whether it's age or by choice, the band is choosing to see how far they can expand. So that periphery can evolve into what they want to be. I don't know their financial situation, but I do know that some of their hardcore fans had to feel the same way that I feel. And I'm not even a hardcore fan. I like them by way of you. But are they willing to make that choice to abandon the past and look to the future and maybe bring in a wider net? My guess is their fan base is probably a little more, and I don't think tolerant is the right word, but a little more open to it than I think you think they might be. There's part of a part of any fan base that's going to say, yep, this is great, or nope, I am, I am out, at least on this record or that record. Well, I think when you have a, when it's your favorite band or one of your your expectations are just so different than like where mine would be. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So you're probably, you two are probably just a little bit more harder on them than it. Then maybe I would be. I know. See, I wouldn't consider myself hard on them because I am such a fan. But in saying that, I still listen to all these tracks, even the ones that aren't my favorite, and I still respect the hell out of the talent that it takes to put the stuff together, whether or not I like it. Mm. I happen to like most of this stuff. It's not all the periphery that I like, but I still like it. Well, I will say that I like the album better than the two of you. So that's good. You, which album? Periphery. I you like say, this album more than I do? Uh, no, I like it more than I like you two. Oh, oh you okay. like the album more than more you than like yes. me as a human yeah. or Dave as a human. Definitely more than me. I'm a little shocked that you would say that about John, but 
That's well, okay. We drew the line. You, know, I, you guys are agreeing on it, and so oh, I just don't like you now. Oh, see, okay, we've just touched on it. We've touched. Yeah. He now I see why he doesn't we like us because yeah, yeah, because you and I agree on something, and now Derek is the odd man out. Right. Man. Well, he's used to you fighting his battles. You well, I said yeah. that before. <laughs> Well, and usually you're the target in the room here, and today it's Derek. Today it's Derek. Listen, you guys like metal and sync. It's okay. Woo, those it's are tough. fighting words, boy. <laughs> but credit to Spencer on this, uh, you know, whether you consider his his vocal stylings on this album, Backstreet Boys in sync or otherwise, my God, the guy's just killing it on this record. Sure. I, he should go on American Idol. Oh, my God. It's just going to get worse yeah. as this goes on. He's, Listen, he's not happy. He is excellent when he is pissy, and he is excellent when he is in sync. It's cool. He is the next Justin Timberlake. Oh, my God. Should we get right to the scoring? Sure. I don't know if I even want to hear what Derek's <laughs> score is on this. I may just edit whatever he says. We'll just take it right out. Who's going to go right first? Out. I'll go first. I'm not afraid. From a production standpoint, I think this album is incredibly well done. But then again, I think all the periphery albums are are really well put together. The quality of their performance on the on the record again is really high. Whether you like what they did or not, I don't think you could argue with that. I'm going to give it a hard eight, only because if it were all a little more the chunkier, and they would hate me saying this, the you know genty style periphery, I would have gone higher on it. Eight, eight and a half all day long, easily. And you know what? I'm still going to go to their shows. I'm going to jump up and down and get excited about it because it's periphery. And as I said before, they can do no wrong. So that's where that's I stand. Fair. David, where are you? Again, new band for me, just mm-hmm. learning about them. Did my homework, like I said. So the expectations for you guys are probably greater than mine. Production quality, I gave it an eight. I thought it was very well done. I loved the vocals. Overall, I enjoyed the album. Will I listen to it again? Yes. Am I a periphery fan? Yes, and I and I would put this album at a seven and a half to an eight. Let me ask you: mm-hmm. did, did you guys bruise your helmets this, this past week listening oh to it? Oh my god, <laughs> this guy! In the interest of fairness, we have to hear it, and I've got to leave it in the podcast, even though I just want to want to thank Strangle you for listening. I want to thank everyone for listening and just end the podcast right now. Again, I think Derek is just, he's metal, right? He doesn't really have patience for the other stuff. You can dispense with the pleasantries, Commander. (laughs) In all seriousness. So where do we land, Derek? Spencer, Misha, you guys are great. Talent-wise, production-wise, they're a 10. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's let's be fair. It's the music composition for me that's a 5. So I'll meet right in the middle at 7.5. You cannot take away the talent of the band, the production values, and they care. They care about their craft. And there's something to be said for that. Do I appreciate them jumping the genre, you know, stretching it too far? No, that's my personal opinion. But that's why I give it a 7.5. But you guys are, you know, your helmets are bruised. Uh, You have given them all the uh, ego boosts that they need. And, you know, in the end of the day, this podcast will help people go explore. And we've done our job, if that's the case. And again, it's not a bad listen. It's just a expansive listen. I mean, there's expansive, no stake. Well put. There's no stake in the game for me because they're new to me. I liked it. So you had no bar coming into this. No. And I love the arrangements. I like the, the different aspects of the music. So Derek didn't really think too much of it. I did. I gave it a 7.5. That's did. a C. You did. I mean, I, I wasn't yanking yeah. my helmet off right. like you two. John, you Gone. as a true fan, I mean, you're a bit bigger fan of this band than, yeah. the, than all of us. So that's, your, that's your bar's probably set a little higher, mm-hmm. obviously. 
I was excited for the record to come out because I wanted some fucking new material. And like I said, I was going to like it even if I didn't mm. like it. Can yes, I say one you, thing? You in the striped shirt. <laughs> it, it, listen, it, it, I read a lot of articles about this album and some folks were saying that this is them claiming the title of Prague, mm -hmm. right? The, the progressive metal uh, movement away from Meshuggah. And Ooh, I will tell you yeah. that there is no way that this album touches Immutable from last year. There is no way that they're claiming that title from Meshuggah yet. And if they keep expanding out, they're not even going to be in the prog conversation anymore. Well, you know, I, I my guess is that if you were to ask any of the guys in the band what their thoughts were on that claim, mm -hmm. you know, they would argue loudly against the idea that they were trying to claim anything from Meshuggah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can put periphery and Mashuga in the in the same conversation, but they're two different beasts. Uh, I think they're both juggernauts, but they're green. I was waiting for a monster on this album that wanted to stick, you know, that I wanted to get in the car and turn it up loud and crush it. It just wasn't there for me, and that's fine. That's my personal take, I, and you guys loved it. This was a, a big, you know, yank fest. For periphery, and that's fine. Was I it, disagree. It wasn't that it was a big fest. Yank fest. Yeah, I don't think it was at all. You know, we had a, an eight, eight and a half. You were at. I was a seven and a half. Two you were at seven and a half. Yeah, and and you were. What were you at? Seven and a half. That's hardly a yank fest. It is man. a yank. It's not a yank fest. I mean, it's it's a good score. I somewhat liked it. You had to have liked some of it. I did. Yeah, there was. Yeah. I, I told you there were songs yeah. I liked. I just don't like jazz. Derek's metal. He's look. He wants the metal. Yeah, it's, it doesn't it's to totally fine yeah. that you need your art spoon fed to you, Derek. It's okay. No, I like to go to museums and see art. <laughs> I want my you blood know, and gore to be bloody and gory. And, and that's fine, you know. It's, you know, intellectual, high-grade, you know, music isn't for everybody. <laughs> I understand. I am not intellectual. I am a knuckle-dragger. I know that to be true. And there's some great knuckle-dragging on this album. I will say that. There is, and I will acquiesce that there is more knuckle dragging on some of the prior albums. Yes. For sure. But some of the prior albums, and that's what I love about the band, is they're all over the place. But it always comes back to the, the blood and gore, the knuckle dragging, the crushing. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I will acknowledge this album by periphery standards is a little softer in places than, than their other stuff. It makes me cringe. I still like it. My wife walked in. And I was listening to it. She goes, what is this cheesy stuff? It's making mm. me cringe. And I'm like, that's making me cringe. Yeah, well. Good Lord. Yeah, that's Have some good. goddamn respect. <laughs> well. Jeez. If I, not for the band, for me, Derek. Maybe that's why on. I'm married to her. Maybe. Maybe you guys should just go and listen to your 30 Seconds to Mars. Okay? Oh! Okay. That was pretty good. With that that's being said. Slam. Yeah. Good slam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, as always, whether we agree, disagree, or otherwise, it is a pleasure to have you in the room and uh, look forward to sitting down with you again here in a couple of days and talking shit with each other again. Thank you, John. All right. Take it easy. We'll